Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. After several decades serving downtown with its taproom, a well-known bar closes its doors. And one door closing leads to another opening as a half-century-long establishment establishes a downtown presence. Plus, Metro Nashville released an 85-page East Bank study. What new information may this contain? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Good morning, depending on where you are in Middle Tennessee. It may not be a good morning for some people. Some of you may be in a basement right now. Yeah. Uh, hiding from the tornadoes. Uh, as we're recording, there are several tornado warnings in Middle Tennessee. Uh, Gills County, Lawrence County. I think it's Giles County. G- Giles County. Um, Gills are for fishes. Yeah. Same difference. <laughs> uh, how many tornadoes do you think touch down? This morning uh, in middle Tennessee and middle Tennessee as a whole, I'd say maybe one or two are going to actually touch down. I'm going to say three. Okay. Okay. That's, that's we'll the place to bet on that. That's the gut feeling. I have. <laughs> there's going to be three tornadoes, three tornadoes. And okay. Everybody stay safe. Be, be aware. If you didn't know there are tornado warnings in middle Tennessee, well, uh, yeah, make sure you turn your alerts on for like news channel five or weather channel or, or something s- like that. Uh, there's another really good one. I use it's called storm storm alert. I okay. It's in partnership with news channel five. That's a really good one. Okay. And then the there weather, the weather channel has stepped up. And so the, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally this morning between the hours of 3 a.m. And it's not just storm chasing shows anymore. No, it's <laughs> notifications too. I had, think I had like 35 notifications from the weather channel. So. And then even when wow. I was, even when I was driving, are they like here, ones that will wake you up if there's I think something? So. I, I mean, think that's so. what you I want. Hypothetically, that's I feel like what there you should want. be a, an alarm <laughs> clock that wakes you up. That would wake you up a for that. Clock. I think there are like weather radios are supposed to wake you up yeah. if something like that happens. Um, but who keeps that in your bedroom? In your bedroom? Yeah, most of the time it's like in your living room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the really interesting thing is when I was driving here, uh, the radio notification came on with that like a little alarm system. Saying tornadoes will be are possible, and then they're like winds sixty miles an hour towards Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being safe, um, right? This happened, I believe, over the weekend, uh, and we're talking about this because we've created a partnership with the Spike program recently. Uh, so wanted to to bring this to your attention. Uh, this is coming from WKRN.com. Uh, there are three that uh, are apparently dead after a, an apparent drug overdose. Uh, involving this is the the language that's being used with this article, a white powdery substance. Ah. Um, it, this is over in the Hermitage area, um, and uh, MPHD urges residents to check in on loved ones and call nine one one if overdose is suspected. Uh, now, and and Nashville Health has actually tweeted out uh, the the same information that you may have heard here over the past couple of weeks. Uh, and, uh, because they've released a spike alert. So that's what happens if there are several, several overdose deaths in a 24 hour period, uh, Metro health and, and, um, even I believe counties, uh, uh other counties, if, if the same thing happens, they'll put out a spike alert, uh, and uh, they'll let people know like, Hey, there's an overdose, uh, problem happening in this 24 hour period, uh, because of a certain 
number of deaths. But if you want to, uh, there's a custom platform uh, that can give you more information and get these alerts directly to your phone. Uh, because right as of right now, if National Health, if that's something that's of concern to you, you want to make sure you're in the know when these uh, alerts are happening. You know, it's not something that's sent straight to your phone, but it can be. If that's something that you want to make sure if you know somebody who's who's using or you may suspect them of using, this is probably something you want to have on your phone. The overdose spike alert, you can text uh, Spike, I'll put it right here on the screen for you uh, at 855-963-5659. Or you can learn more at drugfree.org forward slash Spike. You text Spike to 855-963-5659 or go to drugfree.org forward slash Spike. Uh, thank you, Spike, for doing what you are doing. Uh, if you want to learn more, you can visit that link. We also have put it in our show notes. Well, let's pull up my screen real quick. And if you're on Twitter, this tweet will go out. So if you're following Nashville Health, uh, you get, you'll see a tweet like this. Uh, and basically, you can go into this little photo, and that's what the photo will say. Hey, this has happened in the last 24 hours. So as Aaron said, text Spike to 855-963-5669. There you go. Uh, all right. So um, the, the restaurant news, it's, it's very interesting today because – uh, there's one door that has been closed, uh, but another has been opened. Yeah. So the or, first, well, or opening, opening one closing, yeah, one another s- opening. Yeah. As, as I uh, say. There was a great restaurant opening also this weekend. We'll talk about that this week, uh, in, in a little bit. Uh, but the restaurant that is closing in downtown Nashville is called flying saucer. And this was like a beer emporium type place. Like, I think you can go to the flying saucer and they would have almost a hundred different beers on draft. I've only been once. And this was like back in like 2013, 2014. Yeah, same, so same. It wasn't like a place that really stood out to me that, uh, that often. I know they had all of these plates around the entire, like the room of like where you're drinking beer and sitting down. Uh, so they did close or they announced that they closed over the weekend. Um, they're closing their doors on December 15th. Yeah. Uh, so they've been in Nashville and downtown for 23 years in a very interesting area. I think a very, very cool area. Um, and this is the baggage building. It's on 10 Avenue South. Essentially, it's pretty much connected to the Union uh, Station Hotel. Yeah, so this was where the baggage was stored when all of the trains were coming in and out of Nashville. Yeah, and so uh, they've uh, they've in a social media post they put, uh, and this is on the Tennessee. And if you want to take a closer look, we have the link in our show notes. After they said, after 23 years in the baggage building next to the Union Station Hotel, the flying saucer will be shaking the last keg and saying goodbye. Uh, I believe a lot of the the uh, regulars and i think they even had like a membership club yeah they did. uh to their i think they called them the beer nerds uh the k b e e r k n u r d uh as beer nerds um they will be taking down the plates for anybody who's familiar with the flying saucer and you're you're familiar with the plates uh they will be taking down the plates uh starting on wednesday of this week 4 p.m. um and so you can uh, come and find your play. I believe if you are a member of their kind of membership or their club, uh, then you have a plate. It's going to be with them. It's going to be really interesting to see how this pans out, because I think what's going to end up happening because of the Nashville yards, some type of five star restaurant is going to take their place Yeah, uh, because they're going to be developing that park right near Union Station and Nashville yeah. yards. Zoom in on that, because I think that's a really cool. We'll full screen that. 
Uh, I think that's a really cool photo to show kind of their connectivity to the Union Station Hotel uh, and their location. Um, so I, I mean, it's it's not a very easy place to find. It's not, which it's, is the very hard. You really have to know about it. Yeah, it's not it's not conveniently located on Broadway. Like you have to walk past the Union no, Station. But to I, to you it. know, I guarantee they stayed busy because it was a place to sit down and eat yes. downtown. Yeah. What do you think it's going to turn into? I think it's going to turn into some type of five star uh, dining experience. <sighs> uh, so my first thought, um, whenever they said they closed is they the the Union Station Hotel was bought not too long ago by the Nashville Yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, Southeast Venture. Yes. So it, it crossed my mind uh, that it could be something to do with that. There may be other plans for uh, for that. And the flying saucer may not have been a part of it. That's true. That, that's that's my first thought. I'm not sure exactly what else would go there. If it would be a restaurant, or maybe uh, honestly, maybe used for other things. I, I just wonder if the the model that they had was very su- hard to sustain during the pandemic, and they just weren't able to fully recover. Yeah, not sure. They don't mention it on social media. Kind of the 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 reason they do say they're really going to miss uh, what they are doing. Uh, so, but I, I know it's it's been a local favorite. Uh, for quite a while. Um, speaking of another local favorite. Speaking of another local favorite, uh, around the time that Flying Saucer is closing, uh, a, a Nashville, another Nashville favorite, is going to be opening a second location, uh, Hillsboro Village, the original. And uh, uh, this is not their second location. They have another location down in Gatlinburg. Yep. And I think uh, maybe maybe a few more. But uh, they're going to be an opening lo- a location in downtown Nashville over in the Sobro area. So this place is famously known for their pancakes, and it has a very original name, the Pancake Pantry. My favorite pancakes from the Pancake Pantry are called Chocolate Sin, and I believe these uh, these pancakes have chocolate chips inside of them and then, like, some, like, chocolate on top of them. They're fantastic. It's been so long <laughs> since I've had them, and I'm really craving them right now. Uh, but they are moving into downtown Nashville, and they're planning on opening on December 13th. And where are they going to be in downtown Nashville? It's a brand new yep. Hyatt, uh, the Hyatt-centric downtown Nashville. It's right behind the Sobro building in Sobro, which is south of Broadway. For anybody who's been in Nashville for a while, it's where the listening room used to be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but now it's a ho- now it's a hotel. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so it's going to have it's going to feature a forty-two hundred square foot restaurant with one hundred and fourteen seats inside and another twenty-eight on the outdoor patio. Um, if anybody's not familiar with Pancake Pantry, it's it's very good. Uh, you might hear that it's overrated from locals. It's not. Uh, the line is just long. The line is that, long. That's it. And so you have to be. But it, you can't just decide on a whim that you want to go in the mornings. You have to kind of plan out your trips because the line is so long to get in. And, and it's been that way for as years. far as I can remember. Yeah, for, for being years. in Nashville, uh, it's not just like a. You know, when I first got to Nashville, new bars were opening in downtown Nashville. The lines were like Acme and Hattie Bees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the line for Hattie Bees has always been there. Uh, but the line for new bars in, in, in Nashville uh, would would come and go. Right. The, the new bar would show up and then a new bar would show up and those lines would just switch from new bar to new bar. Uh, but these the places like Hattie B, Pancake Pantry, um, and and some other places, the line is has been always been there. Yes, it's been that good. So the, the secret about Pancake Pantry, so they're going to be open from six a.m. to three p.m. daily. Get there at six a.m. and you're good to go. Or or two thirty p.m. Or two thirty p.m. <laughs> and the kitchen staff is going to hate you. 
for two thirty p. Yeah, for yeah. two thirty p.m. Yeah, <laughs> because they're closing. Yeah, at just don't don't order the whole restaurant. Yeah, just at two thirty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but every time I've gone to the Pancake Pantry, I've actually have never waited in line because I get there right when they open. Um, all right. Speaking of places that we've eaten locally, uh, I recently went to. I've been here twice actually since. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. You went twice over this weekend. Um, no, since I've last talked about. Cinco de Mayo. I think I've been twice to the East Nashville location. It's off of Woodland. Um, and uh, if I can time it just right and I go uh, even on a Saturday before um, like six o'clock, uh-huh. there's like nobody there. Okay. <laughs> and so you can be in and out there at a seated restaurant within 30 minutes. And it's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so I always get... Uh, it's uh, on the menu. It's called the pollo and quesada, uh, but it's basically chicken, cheese, and rice, and it's fantastic. Uh, so last week I went to Caliber Coffee and I had a hot chocolate. <laughs> Just yeah. the, the simple pleasures it's, in life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a simple pleasure, but I love hot chocolate. And uh, Caliber, they make some really good hot chocolate. There you go. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. Explorers Nashville tip of the day. It's going to be raining on and off all day, and then in the afternoon it actually calms down, and it's just going to be very cloudy. Yep. But there's a 40 degree drop today, so today is going to be like a high of 68, <laughs> That's and then fun. a low of 28. So hence the tornadoes. Yes, the, the cold fronts <laughs> and the warm fronts, all of that science coming through Nashville. Uh, but one of the best ways to experience Nashville today is shopping indoors, and there's a really cool place called Marathon Village. It was historically a uh, cotton gin, and then from 1907 to 1914, they converted to a, a auto, automobile factory and they produced nearly 10,000 marathon cars. There's only about eight remaining in the world. There's a little museum at Marathon Village where you can see some of these cars. Uh, there's also one beautiful car inside of the Tennessee State Museum if you want to see yeah. it. But the really cool thing about Marathon Village is there's so much to do in this little space. There's three distilleries on property. There's a uh, there's Coast Air, there's Tennessee Legend, then there's also Nelson's Greenbrier. There's a winery on property called Grinder Switch. Our sponsor, one of our sponsors, Screen Threads, is there. Uh, but there's so much to do inside of Marathon Village. You can get a haircut, you can eat a sandwich, you can <laughs> hey, buy jewelry. You can get a tattoo. You can get a tattoo. You can you also can see a comedy show. Yeah, you can also go to the Nashville Olive Oil store and get some fine olive oil. There's just so much to do inside yeah. of Marathon Village. It's definitely a place that locals don't really know about. But tourists definitely visit. Uh, and it's a good place if you're looking for maybe some uh, small gifts for people for Christmas. Uh, that would be a great place to shop. Uh, there's even, did you did you mention the Jack Daniels store there? I did not. On property. So aside from the three distilleries and the winery, uh, Jack Daniels is on property there. Although... You cannot buy any alcohol. No alcohol there. Just it's clothing. Just merchandise. So you could buy you could buy a barrel or a half barrel. Yeah, but you can't buy any alcohol. And then uh, the Jack Daniel's alcohol. Uh, same thing with uh, the American Pickers show that's on there. Merchandise is available at Marathon Village. And if you, you want to finish the day, you, you literally can spend a whole day at Marathon Village. Just yeah, de- just day drinking, getting a tattoo, and then you can finish <laughs> the day getting a coffee at Barista Parlor. There you go. Well. The, the, if they're open, if they're at open. the end of the day, yeah, they, they usually <laughs> close in the morning. At, they usually close at like <laughs> two uh, p.m. Yeah, there you go. All right, that is Explorers Nashville tip of the day.
Today's episode of Nashville Daily is in part brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily to get 10% off their next online order and person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. Um, another cool uh, gift idea. You know, these are these are the weeks when you're like, I just don't know what to get somebody. Um, one thing that you could uh, gift somebody is the gift of knowledge. The gift of knowledge is always very powerful. One way you can do that is by, is by booking a walking tour with us. You can see this on the screen here. If you are listening, go to explorenash.com. That's xplrnash.com. Uh, and you can find the Nashville History Walking Tour uh, that we offer. Find some good times and book Get some knowledge for Christmas. You can learn more at explorenash.com. Our Nashville Daily listeners can get 20% off using the discount code NASH, all caps, N-A-S-H, at checkout for 20% off. Uh, And that's for our Nashville Daily listeners only. But head to explorenash.com and uh, book you a walking tour and get some knowledge for Christmas. It's, It's always a fun time. We talk about history of Nashville, controversial things. We talk about the Christmas Day bombing. Uh, which we will be celebrating, not celebrating, we'll be remembering the one-year anniversary uh, coming up on Christmas soon. Uh, But we we see a lot of things. But one thing that we see and talk about on this walking tour, I think we've actually talked about this the most in 2021, and this is the East Bank of downtown Nashville. The East Bank encompasses 338 acres from basically – where near uh, Top Golf kind of starts all the way over to the the curve of the Cumberland River. You know, I was about to say there are several curves to that, so I I think you could even say Shelby Bottoms Park. Yep, I, I'd say that. Uh, yep. Especially with what we're talking about today, Shelby Bottoms Park, all the way up to Trinity Lane, um, just north of the interstates. Uh, near the the top of the Cumberland River before it starts to head west. Yeah, um, would, would be considered the East Bank. But the the study that Metro uh, Planning Commission has been doing is the 338 acres from basically Top Golf Top Golf to Shelby. Bottoms. Sure. Uh, all right. So let's start. We're going to start with. Uh, there's kind of a slideshow here. We're going to start with slide uh, 39 to just kind of show you guys a little bit of what came out of that study. They put a little uh, model together to uh, to give you an idea of what came out of what's what's happening today. And then we'll get into some of the, we're going to focus a lot on the roads today. Okay. So, um, so Jefferson street, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, this is their, the East bank today and, and what they're kind of starting out with. Um, and, and it's not a whole lot. It's compared to what they are hoping to get. There's only 0.25 miles of activated riverfront. There's only 1.7. There's 1.7 miles of riverfront uh, total. There's zero housing units in the East Bank. Wow. Uh, and uh, there's a population of 12,756 within half a mile of the East Bank. There are four hotels currently. Uh, there are 12.9 acres of park space, 3.6 miles of greenway. Uh, there are zero. This is what we're going to talk about a little more today. Uh, zero continuous uh, north-south connections and uh, seven-plus discontinued, disconnected streets. And then this is this is what stands out to me: 127 acres of parking lots, 43 <laughs> acres of building footprint. Good and then, God! And then this one really stands out to me: 103 acres of other, other pavement. Other. What does, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, other pavement. <laughs> other pavement. We'll just leave that. <laughs> To the imagination, uh, but the, those disconnected 
points and disconnected roads and, and zero connected uh, points through the East Bank is what we're going to be focusing on today. Um, so let's 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 start with uh, kind of what what is what is the issue here? Uh, we'll take a look here. If if I would highly recommend following along on, on YouTube or Facebook, yes. if you're if you are listening, watching this would be a great asset to kind of learning what we're going through here. We're going to do our best to do it over video and audio, but the video enhances your experience tenfold. Uh, so let's look at this current situation of the East bank and the disconnected uh, roadways through here. Uh, so if you're, if you're into down downtown Nashville and you're going into East bank, you, you have a few uh, road bridges. You have the Jefferson street bridge, the string uh, spring street bridge. You have the Woodland street bridge. You have Korean veterans Boulevard. And then if you're going over the interstate, you have the uh, I 40, I 24 connection right over there uh, in the side. And as you can see from this map, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're not going to see this map, but um, as you can see from this map, there is no continuous roads going north and south basically at all. Like they, they, they have so Correct. many breaks in them. It's really crazy to think. It, it is. And, and this is going about from the Korean vets. Uh, no, For, this is going from the 40 to 65 connection all the way up past uh, Cohen Street in the Jefferson Bridge area. Um, And there are are seven different pathways, none of them connecting, um, and it's very disjointed. So just about every two blocks or so, you have to turn left or right and continue uh, through this area to get uh, to get north and south. If you are not going to take the interstate, uh, you are screwed basically time-wise trying to get north and south on this East bank uh, platform. And that's one of the areas in which uh, they're hoping to fix. And, and they actually have a few areas uh, and a few, not necessarily solutions, but uh, possible pathways um, in which that can go through. We'll take a look at those here in just a second. Uh, but first let's take a look at some of the, we looked, we took, we took a look at some of the North South connections. Now let's look at some of the uh, over the river connections and overall, in, in that area, that Stuart, that you were talking about, basically from the interstate connection of 6540 all the way up to uh, about where the Top Golf area is. Yeah, so you can see where all these uh, these red lines are. That means that they're like very bad bottlenecks. And so you can see where those red lines are. And then you, you only have a few bridges going into this East Bank. So Jefferson, uh, Woodland Street Bridge, Spring Street Bridge, and then you have this pedestrian bridge right here. Uh, that you can walk across, but you can't take a car across it. And then you have Koreans, and then you have the interstate down here. But you can see that this is an area that's very disconnected, and it's an area that there there is a lot of traffic that goes through this area, especially during Titans game or something happening at Nissan Stadium. Yes. Aaron actually gets I, I can account for this. And it, it, it's, it's pretty bad. A, it's a very bottleneck area, and part of the reason for that is there's no full connectivity Correct. throughout this entire area, and it's a lot of uh, streets that be shut, uh, that are shut down for big events. Uh, especially like 4th of July, they basically shut down this entire area of Nashville. Correct. And it's just a bloody mess, except for this last 4th of July. You said you were <laughs> able to get home in like 10 minutes, yeah, which it's, is fantastic. It's, it's because they blocked the interstate. They cl- shut down the, the interstate, interstate yeah. during the fireworks show and then reopened it afterwards, which is which was brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it saved a lot of people's time. Uh, just to just to speak on this, this area a little bit, um, the, the, the main point 
that because um, I drive in this in basically this entire region that they're mapped out here on a on a daily and weekly basis. And the main points is if if there was very little traffic in this area, it, this would not be a problem. Uh, but that's not the case for Nashville. Nashville has a ton of of traffic. And so uh, what we're seeing here are places that were not made for heavy loads of traffic. Uh, we're missing some left turn lanes and in, in some areas we're missing. Uh, basically there's, there's not enough street and a not, a, not enough connectivity, not enough flow to handle the amount of traffic that's coming into this area. And especially when you add the development of the East bank going through here, that problem is going to increase uh, by an exponential factor. And, and so there's just so many stops and starts that it gets congested very easily. It gets backed up very easily. And uh, you end up with a lot of bottlenecks and a lot of wasted time for such a small area to drive through. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about, like, looking at this from the overhead view that we're looking at it from, like, there's 103 acres of other paved lots <laughs> and they're not even other other. And so we don't really fully know what that means. And, but it's just, it's so bottlenecked sometimes in this area, but this, this plan is actually looking pretty darn good. So let me full screen this real quick and we'll bring this up. Uh, so the part of the plan, and this was uh, the meeting back in July is to connect all of the East bank with one large Boulevard, we don't know what this boulevard may be called. It may be called Second Avenue Boulevard. We have no idea. But what they're planning is oh, to please connect. no. Oh, yeah. Another another Second Avenue Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need a a Second Avenue, a Second Street, a Second Avenue yeah, South, a second, and, and a Second, second Avenue Boulevard. boulevard. No yeah. way. Uh, so what the the one of the big plans is, and this has uh, been from numerous resources and people coming in and doing all of these surveys and coming to these meetings is having one connected boulevard. And as you can see, this boulevard basically cuts through all of the East bank. And this looks fantastic. I mean, that would be a huge win for the East bank just in itself. Um, but again, uh, this is going to be a very long. I I'm glad the conversation is being had uh, because these kinds of conversations are what we need for Nashville uh, traffic as a whole and traffic solutions as a whole. I'm glad they're doing it for the East Bank um, because this is what is going to set up that area for a lot of success. And it's going to be uh, probably one of Nashville's favorite places here in the next 10 to 15 years. But they're putting a lot of pre-planning into this, uh, which is fantastic to see. But, yes, one connected road throughout the east side of this. And I wish, honestly, I wish that they would continue this. They're looking at such a small area. Yeah. And I know that they kind of predetermined the studies of this area. Yeah. And so maybe they don't want to get ahead of themselves by studying other areas because they might introduce other problems. But uh, this is this is good. I hope that they continue uh, these kinds of studies up a little bit north and basically take this all the way to Trinity Lane. Oh, hands down. And I think a, a good name for this boulevard will be the East Bank Boulevard. Hey, I like or that. East Bank Boulevard. East Bank Boulevard. Let's do that. Uh, so uh, let me <laughs> let me go to this next slide uh, real quickly. Yeah. While you're doing that, I do want to say the National Business Journal does have an article a little bit about this uh, document that was released by Metro Planning. Um, and, uh, it, it, so it's, it's a multi-phase planning study. It was a joint effort between the Metro government and interior design firm Perkins Eastman. Uh, the goal of all of this, we've talked about this when they first announced that they were starting the study. Uh, the goal is to identify how to best prime the area for future development. Um, 
this is we're kind of in phase one right now, which is the current phase. Uh, it aims to prime the area for redevelopment, a task which includes focusing on flood management, pedestrian mobility, river access, and it says and more. And more. Um, and uh, and and subsequent phases will be more detailed, uh, aiming to provide a framework for traffic management, construction strategies, and zoning. So that's why, if you're like, well, what about these things on the East Bank? This that kind of lets you know, like, what has been done, um, and and what they are planning to do. Uh, so this is a another page. This is page 41 of the 85 pages. We're not going through all 85 pages. Uh, no, not today. Not, anyway. not today. Uh, we'll go through most of the pages during this week. But as you can see, uh, this is showing a really good area like of the different neighborhoods within the East Bank. So you have uh, the River North area. You have the main woodland co corridor. You have the centric waterfronts. You have the stadium area, which is a huge area. Uh, and then you have south of Shelby. Uh, but you can see all these bridges and whatnot going into the East Bank. I think they're going to need another bridge into downtown Nashville. I think that's what or, they're trying. Or two. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things like, hey, if we could make everything else work, we don't need another bridge, right? Yeah. We right? Don't, we, we don't need to spend $400 million on another but, bridge. But it's, it's, it's one thing. A at least in this area, they might not need. In other areas of town, I think they absolutely do. But th these are where all the bridges are. Yep. There, There's not actually a lot of backup on the bridges themselves. Um but they, the, the only time I see backup on the bridges is because uh, the, the light from the Shelby Bottoms Bridge into either First or Korean Vets or Hermitage is backed up. Yes. That's about the only time that I see it. But I don't know if we need another bridge here. We need probably more pedestrian bridges, which we'll talk about uh, later this week. But we, we need some bridges elsewhere, elsewhere in the city over the river. Oh, hands down. And uh, we have one last slide to show. Uh, and that is slide number 46. Let me just get to this real quick. All right. So this is going to be more of your, your, your street grid that we talked about. So the, those are the bridges. And then that, that big blue line in the middle is the new East bank Boulevard. Um, <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, it's a good name. I, I think it's a great name. <laughs> so if anyone's listening to this, that name streets East bank Boulevard, uh, but then you can see a ton of green space in this photo. And we're going to talk more in depth about the green spaces and amenities here during this week. Yeah. Uh, but th there is a ton of green space and it's absolutely incredible how much they're going to utilize the, the riverfront for this green space. You know, you know what those, those uh, grids are starting to look like Stuart. What's that? Bus lines. Oh, and tram lines and tram. Yeah. It, it looks like, it looks like a nice bus route. Yes. In absolutely. that, in that area. Uh, so, Maybe, maybe that'll be a feature of the East Bank. We'll talk about that uh, probably a little bit tomorrow as we get into some of the amenities, the parks, the, uh, the, the features of the East Bank, the dining. Talk about that tomorrow. See you then. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.